Well, welcome to the latest edition of the ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. So I was trying to think of what to talk about this time, and it's the beginning of a new year, and we were all terribly enthusiastic when that started, mostly because we hated 2020. My favorite meme that's been going around was the one that said, Dear 2021, I have tried your 14-day trial, and I'm not impressed. I want my money back. (laughs) It has been a rough start, to say the least. So I was trying to think if there was anything that I could talk about that would bring sweetness and light back to the conversation, and I came up with nothing. So I'm going to talk about inflation. So as long as we're half depressed anyway, let's go ahead and get thoroughly depressed about what maybe the year is bringing. To be honest, we're not looking at a major outbreak of inflation, but if you had asked the average economist maybe three, four, or five months ago about whether inflation would be an issue in 2021, they would have said no. They would have agreed with all the commentary coming from the central banks that there was absolutely nothing that was going to create the demand for raising rates, that there was no threat of inflation, and everything was under control. Well, that's not entirely the case now. I mean, particularly as you've been watching commodity prices, they have been going up. Um, Oil prices took a big jump this week. Not necessarily unexpected. Uh, This was something that was kind of a reaction to the OPEC decision to cut production. That has been a time-honored tactic from the OPEC nations. They try to cut production, create kind of an artificial shortage, and hope that that drives prices back up. The last few times they've tried that, it hasn't worked because there have been other producers that fill the gap, most notably the U.S. and Canada, and that's probably going to be the case this time too. So I'm not worried about oil taking off and and getting into the 50s and 60s and God help us, the 70s and 80s, but I think you're beginning to see production decisions that are more cautious. Um, Copper prices are up, aluminum prices are up, steel prices are up. Most of the metals are responding to the fact that producers are beginning to worry about demand. They don't know exactly when they're going to see it. They don't want to get stuck with a lot of extra inventory, so they're being very reticent to get out there and, and produce at previously high levels. There's also that drive that we've seen before that when you start to see demand recover, the producers find an opportunity to make a little money. They haven't been for the last year or so. So as they see demand go up, it's like, well, you know, if we don't necessarily meet it right away, maybe we can see some price inflation and make a little bit of cash. I think that's going to be going on this year, too. The other drivers of inflation, a little less impressive, but they're still there. Wage inflation has been consistently the big driver for inflation. And we obviously shouldn't be seeing any wage inflation when we still have 30, 40, 50 million people out of work. But the issue is that most of those who are looking for work don't have the skills to compete for the jobs that are out there in manufacturing, construction, transportation, the medical sector. And those wages are going up. Um, If you're trying to find a welder, if you're trying to find a framer and a roofer and a drywall guy, if you're trying to find somebody that can operate 
a laser cutter or a press brake or even drive a truck cross country, there's not a lot to choose from. So those people are demanding and getting higher wages. And that's beginning to drive inflation, at least in some sectors of the labor economy. You probably won't see overall wage inflation because there are still 30, 40, 50 million people looking for work, but they're all looking for work in that service sector where they came from. And that's not slighted to recover until maybe midsummer, uh, even maybe end of summer. The third thing that drives inflation is money supply, and we should have been seeing it by now because we have dumped so much money into the economy. We just did another big stimulus. There'll probably be another stimulus in the months to come. We had a big stimulus at the beginning of the last year. All of that combines to put a lot of money into circulation, and that often is what will drive inflation. But what's happened this time is that most of that money is sitting idle. Uh, it's not going anywhere. The consumer has not had access to what they normally spend on. Most of what consumers have been spending on in the past have been services. Up to 65% of our disposable income went to services. With that cut off, that money isn't going anywhere. Um, when it comes to investment money, the financial analysts have been reporting that there is anywhere between $2.5 trillion and $6 trillion that are on the sidelines, that these are investment funds, they're monies that will eventually make it into the economy if there is a reason for that investor to turn loose. They're looking for merger and acquisition targets. It may be capital investment. It may be plant expansion. But all of it is still basically stalled. There is too much trepidation. If that money begins to flow, and that could, I mean, that's something that could happen midsummer. It depends on how quickly the lockdowns are lifted and vaccine distribution, all the things we've been worrying about that would indeed trigger some inflation. So the overall conclusion of this rambling rant is that inflation is not something that is imminent. It's not something that we have to react to today, but it is potentially a problem. And it is something that by midsummer, by the end of summer, maybe early fall, you start to get some murmuring from the Fed and other central banks that maybe we should raise rates. Maybe we should not let inflation get carried away before we respond. Companies are going to start seeing prices go up. And on the negative side, that means that commodities cost more, labor costs more. On the positive side, it could also mean that you have some room to raise your prices. So that's that's the trick. It's like, can you control your costs at the same time that you're beginning to open up the possibility of charging more for your services? So there you go. I just wanted to add to the depression of the first month of 2021. Maybe by the next time we do this, we can talk about, oh, I don't know, unicorns and the arrival of spring. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.